everybody, and welcome back to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and as always, I'm joined by Taylor Wells. How you doing, Taylor? Doing pretty good. How about you, Andy? Oh, not too bad. Got some summer allergies going on, so apologies to everyone in advance for uh, all the sniffling that you're going to hear in this episode. Those are never any fun. What can you, what can you do? So i got a good show for you guys today. We are going to talk about Nintendo's online platform that they just released. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty and get into the specifics of what we like, what we don't like, what we want to see implemented in the future, and so on and so forth. Um, and we're also going to talk about some Zelda games that we think could maybe benefit from this online functionality. But first, before we get there, we have a very special announcement to make. Um, we hope that you guys are going to be free june 12th to come and hang out with taylor and i we are going to be having a live stream champions cast episode on the zelda dungeon twitch we are going to sit down an hour before nintendo's e3 presentation we're going to give you our analysis and when i say analysis that's a loose term we're just going to be wildly speculating about what it is that we could possibly see which is something that we do very well i think baseless speculation yeah absolutely i mean we basically speculate about Zelda pretty much for a living almost. Um, so after our base of speculation, we're then going to watch the E3 presentation and uh, you'll get our live reactions. So if we see Metroid Prime 4 come out, you can hear me screaming like a little girl at the top of my lungs. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll get some cool Zelda stuff too. Um, and then after that, we are going to sit down and we are going to break down and unpack everything that we have just witnessed. So... Be sure to, to come and check it out on the Zelda Dungeon Twitch. Um, it's going to be starting... What time does it start? About, about uh, 9 p.m. East or 9 p.m. Western time? Pacific time? I think so. I'm sorry, Pacific time? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, 9 a.m. Pacific, so we're going to... It's going to be early. Taylor's going to have to get up earlier than me. So we're going to be there at 8 a.m. We're going to be breaking it down. We're going to be swinging coffee. We're going to watch the presentation. We're going to scream like the fanboys that we are. We're going to offer you our analysis. We're going to offer you more basis speculation. We'll probably have a couple guests coming and going. So make sure that you tune in and check out the Zelda Dungeon uh, Twitch account because it's going to be a fun time. I can't wait. I mean, there's already enough stuff that we can guess is in the works with both our baseless speculation and our educated research. So it should be a really fun time. Uh, and of course, speaking about baseless speculation, what's an E3 episode without E3 predictions? So that is going to be happening not next week, but the week after that. We're going to offer you our E3 predictions and we're going to make a little wager out of it. So we'll explain the rules and the breakdown of that in the next episode and uh, we'll see who comes out on top. We're actually looking for a good stipulation for what the loser has to do. So, you know, if you guys got any ideas, make sure that you uh, that you tweet them at us. All right, so on to the show. So it was a quiet week in terms of uh, in terms of Zelda news and in, in terms of Nintendo news until Nintendo dropped the bombshell about their online plan. Now this online subscription service we all knew was coming, and uh, it, it's originally they I thought they were supposed to have a direct about it actually sometime in the near future, but I guess that this is just what they're doing they're just dropping the information on us and um and letting us digest it but basically nintendo rolled out the details for their paid 
online subscription service, which works similar to Xbox Live or uh, whatever it is that PlayStation has. What is it, the the PS Store or something like that? PlayStation Plus is the online service. PlayStation Plus. You can tell that I don't have a PlayStation, which I'm sad about every single day. And I'm also sad for him about. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So yeah. So we knew that it was coming. We knew that it wouldn't be free for forever, and so now it's time to pay the piper, so why don't we go over and we're going to take it feature by feature, and we're going to break down what exactly it is that we like, and what it exactly it is that we don't like, or could be improved. So, let's start off with, uh, with something that I think everybody's on board with, everybody's happy for. It only came like eight years too late, but we finally get cloud saves. Yes, that that's been much needed for a while, I think. Um, so in the first couple, in the first year of the Switch, you'd hear like stories about people, uh, you know, putting in two hundred hours into Breath of the Wild, and they, I don't know, their Just dog vanishes. ate their Switch, and then they lost all of their save files and stuff like that. So there's this pretty, one, pretty wild feel... stories out there about that. Yeah. I've heard I've heard some some ones that I was just like, well, you kind of deserve to have your your <laughs> playtime lost if this is what you did, you know. It's kind of like you're uh, um, using your phone in the bathroom and it kind of drops in the toilet. Yeah, one of those situations. Imagine how big your toilet bowl would have to be to drop your switch in the toilet. <laughs> that would be hilarious, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah, at that at that point, I'd be like, well, clearly I deserve this. That would be like sitting on the diving board over a pool. That that have to be big. <laughs> yeah. So cloud saves though, so those are in. So I think that this bought Nintendo a lot of goodwill with this announcement. Uh, and it's funny because like, like seriously, it's like eight years overdue, and we're all praising Nintendo, and it's like, yeah, cloud saves finally. When when really this should have been something like quite frankly that the Wii had. Yeah, I could agree but, with that, especially since like the the technology has been around for so long now, and it's only been improved that at least at least the Wii or the Wii U might have got it. But here we are, lo yeah. and behold, a quarter of the way through the Switch's lifetime, and we've got a uh, finally got cloud saves. There it is, the cloud the cloud strafe saves. Um, so that that was a big a big goodwill gesture, I think, from Nintendo because. Some of the other news in this um, release didn't go down as easy as that. And before we get there, actually, I just wanted to point out something I think is funny. So when you're looking at Nintendo's online uh, web page or online service page, it says online play. Battle it out or cooperate with players around the world in compatible games like Splatoon 2, ARMS, Mario Kart 8, Mario Tennis, and Sushi Striker, the way of Sushido. <laughs> sushi striker the way of sushido you know uh, one of these things is not like the other <laughs> i mean uh it's it's kind of like putting you know star wars battlefront 2 uh call of duty and then you have freaking cooking mama on there and you know what i'm i'm sure i'm sure that sushi striker is a is a fine game. I don't mean any shade to be thrown on Sushi Striker. It's just uh, I thought that it was funny that they would include that game <laughs> alongside all the other Nintendo properties. 
And then, like, I was thinking, too, like, is it just a, is it, is this just an indication of how little games the Switch actually has to play online? But, I mean, there, there is some other games, like Pokin, and there is, uh... Maybe they're trying to announce Switch-exclusive titles? I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah. I, I now want to play Sushido, though. Or Sushi Strikers. Yeah. Yeah, maybe to make up for making fun of uh, Sushi Strikers, we'll have to uh, we'll have to do a live stream of it or something like that. Oh, as yeah, the penalty for losing an E3. No, just as a as a fun, let's say a fun Thursday night activity. We'll chop up some sushi together and we'll okay. serve dishes. I don't know what you do in that game. I don't know. Do you, do you serve people in restaurants and they they get food poisoning if your if your sushi isn't done right? I mean, that would be a pretty legitimate experience, I think. What's happened to this show? Why are we talking about food poisoning and sushi? What's going on here? <laughs> Blame Nintendo, everybody. Blame Nintendo. So anyway, so I, I just thought that was funny. So back to Nintendo's online service. Um, we we then get into the second part of their, of their paid prescription bonuses, and you get Nintendo Entertainment System games that go along with your subscription that are able to or you can play them online and they have some extra added functionality in it um so this this is kind of the equivalent to like the games with gold it sounds like where you get uh you get like two games a month and then you get uh like an xbox 360 game and i'm sure that playstation works fairly similarly um, yeah, kind of. Uh, the thing with PlayStation, at least with PlayStation 4, is that backwards compatibility kind of wasn't really on the table until everybody else started doing it with their systems. So, like, Xbox had their their version of it, and so right. then PlayStation decided to do a streaming service where you could play, like, old, old games or, uh, like, PS- certain right. PS3 games and things like that. So, this could be very similar. Um, my question would be um, if if this is what we're getting in terms of like backwards compatibility, does that mean that's how everything's going to be? Like we might get a couple of SNES titles or we won't get any at all because they have the SNES Classic or are we getting any type of, you know, backwards play in some form? Yeah, I... I think that this divided a lot of people, and I'm still, I'm still kind of sorting out where I stand on this 20 game, um, you know, NES experiment. Because like, on on the one hand, like like 20 20 games is really cool, and like you can play them at uh, any time, and like the games are going to be switched out, and you got you know, you've got some classics in there. You've got the original Legend of Zelda, you've got uh, Mario Bros. Three, you've got Donkey Kong, Doctor Mario, etc. So on on the one hand, like it's actually it's a really cool uh, little feature because you know we, speaking of the free games that you get on Xbox, um, and I'm just I, I think that PlayStation may be a bit different, but I like on Xbox, I would say like the free games with gold that you get. There's probably like three or four games a year that are actually like worth worth my time as a gamer in, in terms of what interests me. So. That that to me is having more options on this, and I like that. Uh, I, I like on the other hand, they're they're thirty year old games. You know what I mean? And you could you could beat most of them in an hour, two hours, three hours tops. And 
you know, we a lot of us probably have these games on our NES Classic that we just picked up. So, you know, playing them on the Switch is cool, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still unpacking it. So, I mean, like, what like what are your feelings about this kind of game service thing? Um, a lot of my experience with Nintendo started off with the SNES, so I, m I missed quite a few titles on the NES outside of the original Legend of Zelda. Um, I went back, of course, and have played a few of them, like Super Mario Bros. and all that, all the good stuff, but I don't, I don't know, like, as a... As a person now who's looking forward to all the cool new stuff that Nintendo is hinting at or trying to get to, uh, I think it's great that it offers the portability aspect of the Switch for those older games and allows you know even more fans to have access to those classic titles. But it also kind of makes me f makes me wonder what direction they're going in for other things. So. Again, you know, it's something that we've talked about a lot, both on and off the cast, is something, you know, along the lines of a, a Switch virtual console, and how, uh, according to Nintendo, they won't be doing a quote-unquote virtual console, there might be some other type of backwards compatibility or way to mm -hmm. play. We'll, we'll break that announcement down in just a bit here, but... Sure. It, you know, it, just, yeah, I, yeah. it brings those questions up, and I... And I and I wonder, uh, you know, is this kind of just like a consolation prize or do they actually have, you know, expansive plans for how this is going to turn out? And so, I mean, they, they do have the caveat here that says the service will launch with 20 games with new games added regularly. Okay. So to me, like I'm kind of picturing Netflix a little bit where like maybe some games get taken out and then other games get added in. I think that for me if they would have done the xbox route and said like okay like here is your two free games for for the month you know your first game is Star Fox adventures and your second game is perfect dark i would have been like sold like like awesome great that's worth my that's worth my 20 bucks a year right there because like to find those games would be you know would be like 20 30 bucks each today yeah you know i mean um Whereas I, I don't know, it, it maybe maybe it's like you said because like we grew up just past the NES era. We grew up mostly in the Super Nintendo era. So to me, it's like these games don't add a ton of value because like when you look at the at the lineup, it's like soccer, tennis, ice climber, balloon fight. Okay, the, like those are cool, but we also have modern it, iterations out of taken that past where you know the classics used yeah, to be and you're really only playing for nostalgic value now exactly it's it's like you're playing for the idea of playing maybe not because you think that you know mario bros is the funnest game in the world but because it's a classic and you feel like you should enjoy it that's kind of how where i fall on this so i like if the service launches with with 20 games and new games are added regularly um, that's great. And if we can expand that to maybe some Game Boy games or some, you know, Super Nintendo games, like, that's great. Um, I don't know. It, it leaves, it leaves little to be desired, I think. But, it, I mean, on the other hand, it is, 
it is cool to have that variety. So I like I still feel like I'm caught in the middle of this. I, I'm not I'm not super excited, but I'm I'm not like completely disappointed like some other people are. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like it's it's nice, but there could be so much more kind of thing. And so this ties into the price, which you kind of alluded to before we got on the air, whereas uh, it's just like for for PlayStation Plus, it's uh, it's you know what is it, sixty bucks a year? Uh, and, yeah. And you get a free you get a free AAA title. Let's say let's let's be conservative and say that you probably get a free AAA title like three times a year, like the just truly great times, and then the other games are just kind of filler that are just kind of there, but like those three games a year that you get more than make up for the money that you spent with, you know, um, for your, for your subscription. Yeah. For example, I think it was back in March, we had Bloodborne available for free to every PlayStation plus, uh, subscriber out there. Not only did it do wonders for the online versions, uh, or portions of that game, but it's also one of the best games ever released on the PlayStation four. So, you know, that, that, that was totally worth it for that year alone. Or for this so year alone. Let's just say, let's just say, let's do some some quick math, and this is probably where you know neither one of us is, is very strong in, but we're just gonna do it anyways because what the hell. Let's just say that you get uh, you get what two games a month on uh, PlayStation. Uh, you get one AAA or close to a AAA title, and then uh, there are a couple of other games, usually stuff like Gunbolt Strikers or some something like that, where it's you know kind of like your. Not shovelware per se, but fun okay, tide, okay, fun okay. titles that are like four to eight hours. Let's be conservative and say that uh, it's fifty bucks for that AAA game. So fifty bucks times twelve months is, of course, six hundred bucks. And then let's say let's add in another twenty bucks for those shovelware games, um, and that's two hundred and forty bucks. So you're getting eight hundred and forty dollars worth of games. Let's just say this is my problem with the Switch's NES games. It's the service costs less, yes, and each of these NES games probably costs I don't know like three, four, five bucks on the on the eShop, on your 3DS. Yeah, the ones that are available. But you don't get AAA games. You don't get. Uh, I I don't know. I, I I just feel like the value of these, of these, games, these NES games, just isn't, isn't there. Well, let's let's split this up a little bit because I think part of it is we have to look at the whole deal as opposed to just this one aspect of it. And one thing that I, I do really like, and it's something that took me closer inspection because when I first saw this announcement, I was like, oh, 35 bucks a month for, uh, or sorry, 35 bucks a year for Nintendo Switch Online. I'm not getting anything for it. And then I read the fine print of it and I realized oh well the 35 bucks one is a is a family plan which means that there are less you know expensive ones down the line and then I read what the family plan actually gives you I was like you know what that's actually pretty neat for the for the price tag and I think that of all the plans the family plan is really the only one I feel is justified for the price based off of what they're telling us um but everything else yeah I would say it it really doesn't add up um, yeah, I would agree with that. Let's just, uh, quickly, let's just break down for anybody that has not 
checked it out yet and let's just break down exactly what the Switch's online pricing plans are. So for one month that's going to cost you four bucks. For three months that's going to cost you eight dollars and then for a 12-month subscription $19.99 a year and then if you want to get a family membership for 12 months that is $35 for a year and a family membership is uh, it's basically just if you have a couple Nintendo Switches am I right? I think so. It, you basically get online access for, I think, up to like six okay, eight. or eight sub accounts, kind of thing. Something, something like that. Yeah. Which is a really great system, a for families with, you know, either lots of kids or just, you know, big families that live in the same house is great. Or uh, one of the biggest things I thought was this is amazing for review companies because they can just pay the thirty-five dollars mm. and. You know, <laughs> their entire company gets access to the online features. So I mean, it, it is a cheaper, it's a cheaper alternative to Xbox Live and to um, PlayStation, which I think is cool. But let's let's go to the last little um, section that they had: Nintendo Switch Online app, the much maligned Nintendo Switch Online. So, have you ever used this thing, Taylor? Yes, and the only thing I've ever used it for is buying those specific, like, different clothing and, and like, yeah, the clothing items in Splatoon 2. So, like, some of the, there's some clothing items you can only get on there, and then, like, they always have, you know, a pretty decent variety. So, like, if they don't have what you want in the shops that day, you can go in and see what the online shop has on store for it but i have literally never used it for what its intended purpose is no me neither um and the app itself is it, like it's kind of cool it offers you like statistics and uh like exclusive stuff that you can buy in, in terms of like splatoon um i think there's some stuff for like fire emblem heroes and uh and whatever in there but, like it's it's a cool little app but man, like the fact that you still have to use this app when you were when you're paying for online service, like this is this has got to be something I think that's that's changed like quickly. Um, yeah, I I don't know what they can do to change it though, because its primary purpose is for party gathering and voice chat. Am I right? Yeah, that's correct. So. It's it's something where I understand where and why Nintendo is doing it. Unfortunately, I just don't agree with it. I I think that you I think that they need to get um, voice support into the actual Switch itself. I, I think that we all want that, and I man it just it feels so backwards that you need to go through your phone in order to get voice chat on your switch you know what i mean i yeah and and i agree um from a basic standpoint but i the reasoning that nintendo's given nintendo's basically said well we're not going to do that because we are a family system and we know what happens when we put voice chat in our games and or rather, not necessarily voice chat in our games, but voice chat in in games, and yes, which is absolutely crazy because, like, by that rate, you might as well be telling people like, 
in fact, you can't even you can't even play this game because we don't want you to to have to witness anything that makes you uncomfortable or anything. Um, basically, Nintendo was worried about people being vulgar, and that's why voice chat is not included in their games, which is like the most insane backwards thing that I've ever heard. Well, from one from one hand, I can say you know what, I can't <laughs> I can't fault them for wanting to try that route. However, in practicality, in, in experience with a lot of games like Splatoon 2 or competitive, competitive scene games where you kind of got to communicate with your team and stuff, uh, it, was, it was really hard to play those games at the same level as when, you know, you can sit, sit with a bunch of your friends or talk over like Ventrilo or Discord or whatever and, you know, have that same communication level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not, not offering that, I think... They they have the right they have the right um, goal I want to say like they they're trying to remove toxicity from I I think that I think their intentions are correct, yeah it's just like it's poorly implemented by, by their same it, but it's just like that's like saying that you know you can't have a cell phone because you might you know somebody might phone you and, and swear at you or something like that it, it's just it's ass backwards and i for me if i'm paying for an online subscription i I want voice chat to be able to be a feature and i don't want to have to go through my phone i don't want to have to drain my phone's battery i don't want to have to mess around with like the different apps and stuff like that like i just wanted to switch yeah and and when people were complaining about that that's like i'm the biggest nintendo defender in the world but like what do you say to that you you really can't it's 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 rough. It's, you can't. Especially since there are features in, in voice chat stuff like, you know, the the mute function and the and reporting fin- function. Now, that's not to excuse the rights, uh, or, sorry, excuse the people out there who are, you know, screaming blasphemy left and right in, in the mics. You know, it doesn't excuse the fact that those people Absolutely. are wrong. I'm not... But, yeah, I'm not saying that you should do that because, like, those, those people are assholes, you know? Right, but, but you have the ability to at least, in part, you know, you report them, block them, and then mute them. That way, you can still talk to the teammates who are be- are not being toxic, and still right. accomplishing your goal of oh hey, I would like to play this game and I'd like to enjoy playing it by you know communicating with my well, team. It's, it's kind of like the the analogy of like one bad apple ruining for, ruining it for everybody. Right. And in this case, the bad apple hasn't even appeared yet. He they're just thinking that he's going to come, so they've already ruined it for everybody. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I uh, unfortunately uh, on that note, I would say that yes, it probably is guaranteed, but again, there there are tools that you can implement and then if if you're so stringent on you know, having the most non-toxic, the most safe, the most comfortable space out there for online play, then step up your teams that are supposed to monitor that stuff. You know, like have have a better group of moderator, moderators and stuff who, who can go, get in there and say, okay, hey, this guy is being a, a jerk. Let's remove him from the, the atmosphere. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. So really quickly, why don't you give us your your pros and cons of this service, and just give us quickly just your just your quick take on it. I would say pros, uh, definitely the family plan. I really like that. You, you know, it it kind of sucks for people who are individuals and you know can't fully util- utilize that. But overall, it's a great plan. 
the individual plans it's it's cheaper than I thought it would be, but I still don't know that I'm getting value out of it yet. Uh, we'll I'll wait to see if they also improve the internet mechanics, like in how uh, the connectivity of Switch and all that stuff, before I make a final judgment. So fair enough. Uh, I would say the pros for me is the price is right. I don't think uh, thirty bucks a year, and I'm saying thirty because it's thirty Canadian. I don't think 30 bucks a year is, is too much to ask for um, online functionality. It's half of what Xbox Live is. Um, I'm going to give a tentative pro to the NES game lineup, but that could that could change. And then a big thumbs down to the voice chat, which is just bonkers. And uh, yeah, I, I guess like we'll see... We'll see how it all shakes out. I think that it's an, a, a decent first step. But they, now that they have money for this online infrastructure, the next step will be seeing what they use that money towards and what they put that money towards improving. Yeah, I, so. I pretty much agree with all of your points on that. Um, the biggest thumbs down for me about this whole shabacle is the virtual console's apparent death. Yeah, can we all, you know, all, everybody, just right now, press F to pay respects. This this was terrible. So last week, me and you sat here, and we were uh, we were talking about our favorite Game Boy Advance games. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, Taylor, you made that sound, sound pretty good, you know? So what I did is I went on my Wii U. I dusted that thing off. I plugged it in. I, you know, remembered that I had it. I plugged it in, and I went to the virtual console. And I was like, man, the Virtual Console is awesome. Like, there are so many wicked games on here that are like, I never got to play. This is just, it's such a great idea. And like, every time I go to the Virtual Console in my 3DS, or every time I go to it in my Wii U, or even my Wii, I was like, oh, I, I just, I love looking at all these old games. And it makes me so happy that I can choose to buy these old games if I want and replay them. And I don't know why, it, it I, I don't know why you wouldn't, bring that back in unless the nintendo switch online service was a replacement for that but i don't think that it is so far because all you get is nes games included um yeah so, i think like to, to me it's not a substitute no and that's here's here's the problem is because we we have so little information and they don't seem to want to expand upon that at least as of right now, who knows? At E3, we might get a whole lot more information on this, and that would be great. But for right now, with the information that we have, this is, it's kind of a travesty. I agree. There's absolutely no reason to not have some form of backwards compat compatibility for, you know, older games. Because you don't lose any money, per se. Be in fact, you only gain money because people are buying these games over again a lot of the times and they they get that ability to play these games that everybody talks about everybody says oh these are the greatest games to have ever been released or these are the greatest games of my childhood and now you get to play them at any time because they're always available no matter what generation we're in and it's just weird because nintendo has such a such a rich history of just killer games yeah um that it's like, why wouldn't you use one of your biggest assets? Now, I wonder, like, is it a problem of getting them, like, on the Switch? Is the portability a problem? Like, 
I, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to me like that would be an issue. Like, if the Wii U can get on the Switch easy enough, you know, if Wii U games can get there... Um, I think maybe for really, really why, minor why titles these... it makes sense, because it might cost them more to be able to, you know, get them working, mm-hmm. I guess. But for titles, say, like Advance Wars or Minish Cap or... You know, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. You know, all, all these different games that they have that are huge, huge hits. You know, those, those ones, if they were able to port them over, eventually they would wait, they would make, they would make a profit. And my other, my other thought is like, um, d- does the virtual console's demise have anything to do with the rise of like the SNES Classic and the NES Classic? Like, are, is that just the route that they're going now? Like, they're releasing these paid, you know, virtual consoles, like li- literally consoles. That thought occurred um, to me too, but, but that, then again, they those that doesn't make sense either. Right, because those consoles also only come with a very limited selection of titles, so you. You think, oh, we best we we just gotta hope that when they come out with the N sixty four classic, that you know it, it definitely includes Ocarina, it definitely includes Ma- Majora's Mask, it definitely includes you know Sonic or Metroid, that, you know what whatever. To that point, though, like why it doesn't make sense is the SNES classic cost um, eighty bucks. Those games are ten dollars each in the in the eShop. And you have 21 games, so it's it, you're it's a great value, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't again it doesn't make sense that you're not um, you know you're not putting that out there for people to buy. So I'm I'm really disappointed that the virtual console seems to uh, have went the way of the dodo, but I'm hoping that at E3 we do get something, some kind of news or like some kind of replacement or substitute or something along those lines. So. It's very interesting that Nintendo is playing coy with this too. Like they're very, very hesitant to say, to definitively say, yes, we're doing this, or no, we're doing that. And I that's that's true. I have to yeah. wonder why that is. Like, are they afraid that if they just outwardly say, yeah, no, we're not doing this, they're gonna have everybody riot and no longer buy switches, or are they along lines of, yes, we have a plan and place and we uh we got this brilliant mastermind of how we're going to get all of our awesome old stuff onto this new beautiful dreamy console but we just can't share it with you yet because the you know ceo executives with their cat petting won't let us uh, i wonder what kind of deal Expect is going gadget. on nice <laughs> right <laughs> so um i don't know it should be it should be noted too that uh if they had a if they had a virtual console, it would make I, I would I would want them to wait to to actually have it. The Nintendo eShop. The point I'm getting at here is the Nintendo eShop is just a mess. Like finding games is just a complete mess. Like the the 3DS um, eShop is actually is actually like quite nicely laid out, and you could find games easily. And there's a separate virtual console and, and whatever. And the Switch is just just like a nightmare trying to find anything. So. Yeah, that, if they if they do have it, then hopefully it's in a concise, neat way. I mean, I'm hoping that whether they release a virtual console or not, they clean up the the Switch's version of the eShop because that mm-hmm. that is a shameful display. All right, so consensus on Nintendo and their online subscription plan is that uh, it, it's it's an all right first step we'll have to just wait and see where they go with it though yeah i think is uh what you could sum it up as i'd give it a b so we're gonna 
Uh, I'd give it a B minus. Yeah. All right. All right. I can go with that. Uh, so we're going to speculate as to what this could mean for the Legend of Zelda series. So we were uh, we were chatting, and you know, we were, both of us are just like, well, well, this probably doesn't mean anything for Zelda because I mean, like, who cares? You don't play Zelda online. But um, we're forgetting that there have been a couple of multiplayer Zelda games actually that could really benefit from having this uh, added online functionality that the Nintendo Switch may offer. And, uh, of course, I'm talking about The Legend of Zelda Four Swords, Four Swords Adventures, and even Triforce Heroes to an extent. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to say right now, Triforce Heroes is definitely one of my favorite Zelda titles. In that, like, maybe maybe not per se a main title Zelda game, even though it's technically considered one, according to Nintendo. Uh because it's supposed to be a sequel to A Link Between Worlds, which is kind of weird, but I guess makes sense. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think Triforce Heroes sucks. Oof. I'm rough. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we can't, we have the... Uh, <laughs> The non. You know, it's cool. It's cool when you dress Mario up as a chef and as an astronaut, but when you're dressing Link up as, as, you know, as a wonderful lady, it's just like really, yeah, no, that that's a no from me. So clearly, Andy has zero fashion senses, not enjoy fashion souls or dressing Link up in any number of amazing outfits. By the way, shout outs to Nintendo for a lot of those creative designs. From me. It's ironic that I'm that I'm dumping on that game because I'm I'm sitting here recording this in my uh, in my girlfriend's large hoodie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you know, um, there's an irony for everything, I suppose. So, how much sense though would it make to release, let's say, a packaged bundle, or even if they just released it on the eShop? But let's say that they release a packaged bundle of the Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures because those games have never really been re-released. They they probably don't get the love and the respect that they deserve. You have the online platform launching. You have a brand name title that resonates with people. You have, uh, like, you have the game already made. You just need to port it over and add some whistles and bells. Like, this makes a lot of sense, I think, to to maybe re-release Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures. So I'm kind of hoping that we actually get maybe a sequel to either of these games, uh, whether it be Four Swords or, or, yeah, or, or Triforce sequel. Heroes. Cool. Like, I mean, I, I know there are quite a few people out there like, no, Triforce Heroes sucks. But, you know, if, if we got maybe a second one where they kind of improved on the old stuff, it could be good. And then Four Swords, like a lot of people, as you said, we get to experience a title that's pretty undervalued in the, in the community. I know I for sure would definitely play it a lot more than I have. Well, yeah, because, I mean, before, um, you had to, in order to play the Four Swords and the Four Swords Adventures before, you had to have four Game Boy Advances. You had to have link cables that would either link up these four Game Boy Advances or link them to your GameCube. And it's like, who has this kind of stuff? (laughs) Who has four buddies that, that, you know, want to link up and play on a GameCube with their Game Boy Advances. It was just this, like, weird, convoluted system, and so... These requirements seem a bit extreme. They they are a bit extreme. Like, one, one okay, you know, I, I still have my Link Cable from trading Pokemon, but four? 
Yeah. Four Game Boy Advances? Like, that's crazy. You basically have to take but, all of your Pokemon fan buddies and pray that they love Legend of Zelda as much as they do Pokemon. So, and I mean, like, all of that is instantly gone now. So I think that... I think that this game could really find a new life on uh, on the Nintendo Switch. I think that would be really cool if it uh, if it came over because, like, it's funny how we went from thinking that this doesn't really affect Zelda and it has no bearing to, like, Zelda could be like one of the one of the games that gets this subscription service going. Yeah. Between it, Splatoon, like and then, you know, any any iteration of Pokemon they do in the future, I think mm -hmm. those games will be the driving well, obviously, force. Obviously, Super Smash Bros. is going to oh, be huge. Oh, yeah. I didn't think I needed yeah. to mention that because that was just, you know, the most obvious example. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Um, I wonder if we'll see the Nintendo Switch app updated for Smash. I would imagine that we would. Oh, I mean... But I think it's just been Splatoon since it came out. Yeah, well... Okay, I can't really say that because I've only used it for Splatoon, so I don't know if it has extra functionality, but... I don't know, like... Also, actually, it has it's to. ironic because Splatoon gets the Octo expansion in August, which is a single-player mode. And then I think it gets like some some pretty bomb multiplayer modes to help like kind of launch this service. Yeah, would you? But here's the thing, though: is like, do you think Smash Brothers will release in co like as a coincidence? Oh, hey, here's when the online service comes out. By the way, here's also a new Smash Brothers game. Do you think that's gonna happen? No, uh, no. Smash is a is a Black Friday release for sure. Hmm. It'll it'll come out late November, I think. All right. All right. We'll, we'll see uh, if that holds. Probably, Come on, E3. bundled with some Switches. Yeah, bundled with Switches. That's yeah, true. we'll see. The Smash Brothers edition. So, so yeah. So, I like, I went from I went from not being really excited about this in terms of Zelda at all to, like, really, really optimistic and, and excited about what the possibilities could mean for the series. Because I, I would love to, uh, to play... Four Swords Adventures again with some of my colleagues at Zelda Dungeon. I think it'd be a blast. Yeah, multi um, multiplayer Zelda, I think, definitely needs more of a representation in not just the fandom, but, you know, in in the console that, or sorry, the consoles that Nintendo releases. We, uh, to date, I think, are those the only three, really, that, uh, that could even be close to main, main title Zelda games that are multiplayer? Like, we're not counting Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land or anything. Um, you could maybe argue Hyrule Warriors. Oh, well, okay, that's true. That's true. But you know, ab apart from those, um, which are either third-party titles or they are, uh, you know, not not main games. I guess you know, multi multiplayer in Zelda just really isn't a huge thing at all. And I think that while i don't i don't i don't think the core component of zelda should ever be turned into multiplayer i definitely think that you know more multiplayer could could be well done and well received could be we'll see um the possibilities are definitely out there mm. and they're exciting to think about absolutely i think that about does it for this week on the champions cast Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Um, so, very special guest uh, next week. 
we're going to be launching a themed week over at Zelda Dungeon, and it's actually got nothing to do with Zelda. So our themed week is going to be talking about the games that were inspired by Zelda. Um, so we're going to hear talking. You're going to hear us talking about games like Okami and uh, Darksiders and Blossom Tales, which is a excellent, excellent um, Zelda Link to the Past like game that's available on the Nintendo eShop. So we've actually got the lead developer of that game coming in to chat with us just about his experience making the game and what he what he has planned for the future. So you definitely want to come back and check that out next week. And then the following week, it's the big E3 bonanza where we're going to be putting our souls on the line Yeah. to bet who's going to come out on top. Bye, soul. It was so nice you definitely want to you. check that out. And then to cap that off, of course, we are going to have the Champions cast live stream e3 episode bonanza it's going to be a three-hour spectacle that you're going to want to come and check out uh, if you've ever wanted to listen to taylor and i talk pretty much incessantly for three hours you are in luck because it's going to happen on the 12th of june so you definitely want to come and check that out we're going to need a lot of water so, the next couple weeks are going to be pretty exciting for the champions cast uh i think we're going to have some good shows for you guys going forward um and also wanted to thank everybody for uh, all the love that we received for last episode it was very very much appreciated and that's a wrap for this week thank you guys for listening definitely uh make sure to head over to itunes and subscribe like drop us a comment drop us a review let us know what you're thinking uh, if you guys have any ideas topics that you want covered in the future um, be sure to to tweet them at us uh, at dairy 316 at gift once again we'd like to thank everybody for listening to the champions cast here on zelda and uh, we will see you guys next week